Repodcasting is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Have you ever watched a movie and wondered why they cast that woman or that guy? Well, here's our chance to give it a try. We're repodcasting. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Repodcasting. I'm Lucia. I'm Janet. Hi, Janet. How's it going? Hi, Lucia. So ready to talk about our latest movie? I've never been more ready. I only watched this movie like two nights ago, but I have been itching to talk about it. So um, today we will be talking about the 2010 movie The Bounty Hunter with uh, Jennifer Aniston and Gerard Butler, a repodcasting favorite. <laughs> I do remember like seeing commercials for this movie when it came out and staying away from it on purpose. I'm very glad we watched it for this purpose. <laughs> Definitely. So this movie is already 10 years old. Yeah, that's that really wild? hard to believe. Yeah. And I think it's noteworthy to mention that uh, this was a strong contender for the Razzies in 2011. Nice. It was up for Worst Picture, Worst Worst Lead Actress, Worst Lead Actor, and Worst Screen Couple. (laughs) I did not know that before sitting down to watch this. I like that the Razzies have a Worst Screen Couple award. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. So... That sort of, I'm just setting us up <laughs> for the discussion by mentioning all those Razzie Awards that it was nominated for. And I feel like probably like 80% of the movies we've done should be contenders for the worst lead cu- or screen couple. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Wow. Um, I thought it was interesting as well that the director of this movie... Andy Tennant. He also directed another movie that we talked about here on Repodcasting. Ooh, which one? Hitch. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, so Andy Tennant uh, has made a career out of directing bad romantic comedies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good for you, Andy. Get that money. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Janet, did you pick this movie? I did, yes. And you had never seen it either. You know, I had never seen it. I had heard so much buzz (laughs) about how it was so bad. And also how the pairing of Gerard Butler and Jennifer Aniston was, like, just so awful. Yeah. And so I think that was one of the reasons that I wanted us to recast this. Okay. How did it do at the box office? So the budget was... The figure that I found, uh, which was on Wikipedia, was somewhere between 40 and 45 million. Mm-hmm. And the box office, surprisingly, it made 136 million. What? Yeah, it did really well. Wow. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it, that's a lot of money. Like, that's, yeah. that's considered a success, absolutely. For sure. I guess it's just um, both of them have done rom-coms and both of them were big enough names to draw people in, maybe? I think so, yeah. Especially Jennifer Aniston. Mm -hmm. She 
Yeah. Right. And she has done so many romantic comedies. So, I mean, she's got big box office draw for sure. You know what I would love to hear, who I would love to hear from is somebody who really likes Jennifer Aniston, has liked her in romantic comedies, and saw this movie. I would love to know what they thought. Because to me, she is supremely unlikable in this movie. And I do like Jennifer Aniston. I have nothing against her. But I did not enjoy her in this. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really enjoy... I mean, here's the thing. The movie itself made me so happy because it's one of those movies where it's so bad that it's just amazingly awesome. (laughs) I also, yeah. Yeah. I felt the same. I definitely thought it was bad, but I did like have fun watching it. My husband watched this with me. Uh, I asked him to. And then after about 40 minutes, he left and I was like, oh, are you not going to watch anymore? And he said, no, this is bad. You're going to lose audience over this one. Oh, no. Yeah. Poor guy. He he slowly just drifted out of the room. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) So I had to watch the rest on my own. But but I left. (laughs) I, I will say this. You know, a couple of months ago, we talked about the movie Aloha, Cameron Crowe's Aloha. And that, to me, is a bad romantic comedy that is, like, so bad, it stinks, and it's not even enjoyable to watch. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, a romantic comedy like this where, yeah, it's bad, but I had fun watching it. I I won't. Why I did I did have fun watching this movie. Yes. I would say 80% of my notes are just like one or two words with an exclamation point after it. <laughs> um, so do you want to do a synopsis? Did you write one? I did, yes. Um, so an ex-cop who's now a bounty hunter is hired to catch his ex-wife, a reporter who jumped bail for a story. Her super creep co-worker follows them around. <laughs> Um, I will say this. I mean, while the story is sort of semi-bonkers, right, Um, I like the fact that this was written by a female. Oh, okay. Who's the writer? The writer. uh, Her name is Sarah Thorpe. Mm. So I was like, yay, a female writer. Nice. So I liked liked that. Yeah. I feel like rom-coms probably more of them should be written by females agreed absolutely yeah um okay so before we get into the actual recasting we will take a quick break to let you know that repodcasting is a proud member of the alberta podcast network powered by atb there are tons of amazing shows that are part of this network along with us. And we think you should check out the fourth line podcast. It's a hockey podcast. And, uh, No finesse, just grinding out opinions on hockey and hockey-related news. So give them a listen, along with all the other amazing podcasts at albertapodcastnetwork.com. So, Janet, as this was your pick, uh, would you like to go first with the recasting? Sure. Okay. So uh, we recast two characters, the two leads. uh, Gerard Butler, who plays the character of Milo Boyd. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer Aniston, who plays the character of Nicole Hurley. While the whole story is like kind of ridiculous yeah. in a sense, I didn't really enjoy 
the chemistry between uh, Gerard Butler and Jennifer Aniston. Did you? No, there's no chemistry whatsoever. Yeah, I didn't, I don't know. I mean, they weren't the worst that I've ever (laughs) seen paired up on screen, right? Mm -hmm. But I also didn't really, I didn't get much chemistry. No, and there are times where, like, because, you know, they're exes and they spend most of the movie fighting and hating each other and whatever. But I ha- I feel like I've seen films where the two leads are in conflict the whole time, but you feel the chemistry. Mm-hmm. This one just felt like it's two people who hate each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and Gerard Butler, I mean, it's funny because he's done, you know, looking at his filmography, he actually has done a lot of sort of romantic comedies that are yeah. action-based. For sure. So I don't know that I like Gerard Butler in romantic comedies, though. I think I enjoy him best in, like, <laughs> like the ridiculous action movies that he does. Yeah, give us more Geostorm and less Bounty Hunter. <laughs> yeah. I will say this. After watching this movie... I absolutely believe that he should have been recast in Aloha. Like, <laughs> 500%. I think he would have, like, improved that, that movie so much. Yeah. So for this particular role, like I say, I didn't really like him in it. Mm-hmm. I tried to put in someone who I think is better at comedy. Okay. I think that's what was throwing me off. Gerard Butler, <laughs> to me, you know, if you're going to put him as a romantic lead, don't ask him to do comedy as well. Yeah. Because I don't think that comedy is something he excels at. Right. At all. Like, I don't think he's good at comedy. Like, I think he's fine if you're going to do a dramatic character in a, like, a romancy kind of role Mm -hmm. yeah he's done those too wasn't he in something called p.s i love you yes Mm -hmm. exactly like i think he's more believable in something like that right in comedy he needs to like never do uh, any more comedy (laughs) um so i wanted someone who's good at comedy and i also wanted i didn't feel like you needed to have necessarily a really big name Okay. In the movie. I don't know. Um, so I went with Jerry O'Connell. Oh, nice. I feel like Jerry O'Connell is one of these actors who, like, he's been around, he's been working, like, his entire life. Mm-hmm. He's done so much. Like, he's constantly working. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like he never had, like, the career breakthrough that he should have. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's funny because Jerry O'Connell was actually in Jerry Maguire. I know. Yeah. He plays Cush Mm -hmm. in that. And, you know, when he was in that movie, it almost felt like he was on the brink. Yes. That was almost like a breakout role. But then, like, I don't know. It's. I mean, he keep he works steadily. That's the thing. If you look at his body of work, he's always working. But yeah, so I he's really good at comedy. I yeah. think he's very very funny. He is. And you know, I've sort of not discovered him, but recently I've been watching him on this TV show. I think we've talked about it here on Repodcasting. It's called Carter, mm-hmm. and they film it in North Bay, I believe. Wow. Here in Canada, 
and he's really good on this show. Like, I hope you get a chance to watch it, Lucia, and anyone who's listening. If you haven't watched it, I would recommend it. It's just like a really fun show, but he's just so good. And, you know, everyone knows Jerry O'Connell from Stand By Me. Well, of course, he's yeah. like, you know, he was Vern in Stand By Me, um, but he was also in Jerry Maguire. And you know what movie he's going to be in that's Ooh. coming out this year? What's that? The Secret. They're making a movie about The Secret. Like the self-help book? <laughs> yes. So they're making a movie. It's called The Secret, Dare to Dream. Oh, my. Jerry O'Connell is in it. And guess who's directing it? Oh, no. Uh, Andy Tennant. Oh. <laughs> the guy who directed this movie, Bounty Hunter. Perfect. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, Hollywood's a small place. So, um, <laughs> like I said, I think Jerry O'Connell would have just been so good in this role because he's great at comedy. And I would have loved to have seen his take on this role. Yeah, that'd be fun. And he's just, yeah, he's just really underrated. Mm-hmm. So the role of Nicole Hurley, you know, I like Jennifer Aniston. It was funny because while I was watching this, I just kept thinking movies like this. I don't know if it's this director, but it's like you almost feel like they're kind of trying to be simple in the way they're trying to convey things. Like the whole time I was watching this, I was like, okay, yes, we get it. Jennifer Aniston is a sexy woman. <laughs> I know. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I felt like they kept beating us over the head with that. Yeah. The way she was shot and, you know, what she's wearing throughout the whole movie. It's like, we get it. And the different angles that they would shoot her from and mm-hmm. stuff. And it was like, we get it. She's sexy. <laughs> yeah. For a, for a movie written by a woman, like you can tell it was directed by a man because it is yeah. very male gazy. I felt almost like they were trying to do that with Gerard Butler, too. It's like, we get it. These are two gorgeous <laughs> people. Even the way, like, they kept, like, you know, I, I felt like within the first five minutes of the movie, like, everybody kept getting punched in the balls. <laughs> really? <laughs> Did you notice that? No. Yeah, like, Gerard Butler, like, she punches him in the balls right in the beginning when he opens up the, he's put her in the trunk of the oh, car. Oh, okay, yeah. And then she punches him in the balls and then like five minutes later someone else gets punched in the balls and it's just like, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's really simple. Like they're trying to make things so simple and it's like, okay, we get it. <laughs> wow. Well. So anyway, uh, for Jennifer Aniston, I wanted to recast someone who is also good at comedy but who I thought would have been better in this role and I chose Christina Applegate oh I really like her yeah I think she would have been so good in this role the whole time I was watching it like I kind of couldn't think of anyone but then afterwards I was like Christina Applegate she would have been great in this yeah I would have liked to have seen her take on this. She's also so good at um, comedy, and I feel like everybody knows who she is. I would think like so. She's, yeah, she's great in the Anchorman movies as oh, well. Yeah, as that's Veronica right. Corningstone. Um, and uh, have you seen I her would... Netflix show? No, I haven't. I forget what it it's yet. called. I keep wanting to it's... say "Dead Like Me," but I know that's not right. It's called <laughs> "Dead to Me." Oh, okay. 
Um, yeah. It's quite good. Is it? Yes. Yeah, I've heard. I mean, she's gotten some serious critical acclaim for it. Yeah, so. I I really am a big fan of hers, and she is very funny. And I I can't believe I didn't think of her because that's a really really good fit for this role. I feel like she would have knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. I just feel like she would have been better than Jennifer Aniston. Uh, yeah. And also, I would love to have seen the chemistry between her and Jerry O'Connell. Like, I would love to see what that combo would look like, the two of them playing off one another, because they both are so good at comedy. Someone needs to make a movie with them. (laughs) So, yeah, those were my picks. I do have trouble picturing the two of them together. I'm not sure. I do, yeah. Oh, no. But it would be interesting. Just because they're both so funny, I think it Mm -hmm. would be... It would be really interesting. All right. Um, Okay, well, for me, I'm going to do Nicole first because that's the one that I had... That's the one I picked first and I had less trouble casting that one. Um, So... I, like I said before, I found Jennifer Aniston really unlikable in this movie. She's really smug and arrogant. Both of them are, actually. I don't know. I just I wanted someone a little more who could be more charming, maybe is the word, um, but who also like can kind of kick ass like she has to she's pretty tough and somebody who can do romantic comedies. So I think Drew Barrymore ticks all those boxes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think she would have had a really different take on the character, but I'd really like to have seen that. Yeah, I like Drew. Yeah. Warren. Yeah, she's always really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I, she I, she would be more likable, I think. Yeah. Um, more likable, but yet you'd believe her as like a strong, as a strong female character as absolutely. well. Absolutely. That's, they kind of harp on that with Jennifer Aniston's character about how she's such a career woman and she's so career focused and yeah that's why their marriage broke up right and then you know there are times in the movie where she's like kicking ass <laughs> yeah for sure and we've seen Drew Barrymore do that in Charlie's Angels yeah. um we've seen her be the workaholic in uh, what was that Jimmy Fallon one her and Jimmy- Fever Pitch or something like oh. that yeah, I think she would have been a much more likable version of this yeah. character. And uh, so then I was trying to find somebody who I thought would play off well with her. But someone, yeah, who could do a romantic comedy, who is pretty funny. Um, and at the end of it, I landed on John Cusack. Oh, I thought you were going to say Adam Sandler. What? <laughs> Just out of nowhere. <laughs> movies together her and adam sandler (laughs) well you know what's funny her and john cusack have never done a movie together they haven't oh see yeah that would be interesting i i really i I would love to see that because like when i thought of him i was like they must have done something together and googling it the only thing i could find like pictures of them two together was at a fundraiser for haiti And even just in the pictures of the two of them together, like for this fundraiser, I was like, oh, even right there, they have more chemistry than Gerard Butler and Jennifer Aniston. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, uh, and also John Cusack has done his share of action films. Yes. 
yeah, and he's played a hitman in Gross Point Blank, so I was kind of like picturing him uh, from that role, and I, I think he would have been fun, and I think he's funny. Yeah, and he's done romantic comedies as well. Mm-hmm. He, he was one of my favorite romantic comedies is he's in is Serendipity. Aw, I like that one too. I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I did want to mention, did you notice like the blatant product placement in this movie? No, I didn't. How did I miss that? Well, Doritos definitely gave them some money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Doritos. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay. And then the Borgata was... The, there were signs for the Borgata everywhere on the top of every taxi in the background. At one point, they like just filmed the building. So they must have given them a crap ton of money. Oh, I'm about to sound like a dum-dum. What's the Borgata? Oh, it's a hotel in Atlantic City. Is that where they go? Atlantic City? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't even notice that. Good eye, Lucia. Thank you. Yeah, I just kept yeah. seeing it. I didn't know what it was either. But I was like, I've seen Borgata three times. I need to look this up. <laughs> so I yeah. must have zoned out completely. You were drawn in by Gerard Butler. <laughs> I was so focused on Gerard Butler's performance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Kathy Moriarty is in this. I don't know if you know who she is. Yes. I was excited to see her. <laughs> she plays, yeah. um, oh, I don't know the character name, um, but she's like the leader of the bad guys, basically. Yeah. She's the one who orders the guys to kick Jason Sudeikis's butt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we need to give Jason Sudeikis a huge shout out. Sure. Because, like, I thought he was the most refreshing thing <laughs> in this. Like, he was actually funny. He was. He was. He's always funny. I mean, I'm surprised yeah. to hear you say that, though. I was under the impression that you dislike him. Am I wrong? Um, I don't dis. No, I don't dislike him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't dislike him. I thought he was, like, the one actually good thing in this movie. Like, he was funny. He was supposed to be funny, and yeah. he was funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was... But he looks really different than he does now. I think he gained a lot of weight for this role, no? Maybe, yeah. Because I was just... I kept looking at him, and I was like, Jason Sudeikis looks like a completely different person. Mm -hmm. Like, Maybe forward to now. Yeah. yeah. Maybe because uh, the character is such a creep, he... Tried to look like one? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he embodied the creepiness yeah. so well. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed him mm -hmm. in the movie. I thought he was he was good. Okay. Um, someone else I really enjoyed in the movie was Siobhan Fallon. From, Siobhan Fallon. Yeah. She, she used to be on Saturday Night Live a long, long time ago. Um, she was the wife of the... I was going to say pawn shop owner. It's not a pawn shop, is it? Uh, like where Gerard Butler works? Oh, she's Jeff. She plays Jeff Garland's yes, wife. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah, she's funny. Yeah, I was happy she's to see her. She's always funny. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then lastly, Carol Kane. Yes. That was great. I yeah, love Carol Kane. Fun. Yeah, they were fun. I'm not sure the actor who plays her husband, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know either. Um, but yeah, so like... This movie has some potential. There's funny people involved. Uh, like, I don't know why it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, you know what it was? I think 
if they had had different leads. Yeah. Right? And I think if they had tinkered with the script a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because you know what I, one of the things that I didn't like was sort of the side stories that they had going. Right? Like, you have the main story, which is Gerard Butler has to find Jennifer Aniston's character, right? He's a bounty hunter. He has to pick her up. But then you have, like, that other storyline happening as well. Like the news story that she's chasing? Well, there's that. So there's that story. And then there's the story of, like, they're trying to get Gerard Butler as well because he owes money or whatever, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. So it's like they had like these three different storylines going and I didn't understand why they needed all of that. Yeah, it was a little convoluted. I guess the purpose... I feel like if they had streamlined Mm -hmm. the script a little bit, like maybe they could have done the, you know, the the bounty hunter storyline, right? And then the storyline... The, the story that Jennifer Aniston's character is following. Like, if they had just sort of done those two, I feel like that would have been enough. Like, why is there this other storyline over here as well? Like, it was just, I don't know, it seemed, yeah. it's like it's a romantic comedy. Why is it so complex? <laughs> why is, I don't know, but I guess it's supposed to be mayhem and madcap and I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess the purpose of the Gerard Butler owing money storyline is that the people who are chasing him then get Jason Sudeikis off of their backs right like that's the purpose of it but yeah yeah, but they could have done something else with Jason Sudeikis yeah yeah Yeah, so I feel like it was it was the script but it was also the leads too Mm -hmm. I feel like if they'd had different leads maybe it would have been like a whole different vibe yeah yeah this could have been a better movie definitely it had potential for sure yeah it completely has potential Mm -hmm. i would be remiss if i did not bring up gerard butler's accent (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) wow well here's the thing i don't know if you feel this way But when I'm watching Gerard Butler try to do, like, an American accent, I feel like his mouth and his face are in conflict with one another. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Uh, Okay. I don't know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like his face is trying to do, he's trying to act with his face. Okay. But then his mouth mouth is like his mouth is trying to do the american accent Mm -hmm. but it's just not happening right yeah (laughs) and there's like this conflict going on between his mouth and his face (laughs) maybe that's why he can't be funny his brain is completely used (laughs) up with acting that's the the best way that i can describe it if anyone else notices this please write in to us yeah so that's what it's distracting oh yeah, yeah. For sure. why don't they just let him use his scottish accent thank you there's just just let him be scottish <laughs> yeah let him be who he is and also gerard butler needs to stop paying his accent coach jerry butler because <laughs> he's not <laughs> earning his, his money <laughs> oh, the best thing 
life is that his accent, his dialogue <laughs> coach, is named Jerry Butler. Yeah. I love that so much. Jerry Butler, here's the thing. Like, I don't want to diss Jerry Butler, the dialogue coach, but I'm about to diss Jerry Butler, the dialogue coach, because he also was the dialogue coach on a movie called Vox Lux. Oh, which is uh, Natalie Portman mm-hmm. stars in that, and he played. He was Jude Law's oh. dialogue coach for that movie okay. as well. And have you seen that movie, Lucien? I have not. Okay, you need to see that movie <laughs> okay. to understand. And anyone who has seen that movie, I'm sorry, but Jude Law's New York accent oh. in that movie is like amazingly spectacularly awful oh no (laughs) oh yeah it's like yeah it's bad and I laughed during the credits because Jerry Butler is was also his dialogue coach so I don't know like I'm questioning Jerry Butler's skills as a dialogue coach I'm afraid I'm right there with you I don't understand because I know he was the dialogue coach in Geostorm as well which we've talked about on the podcast before and part of what we talked about on that episode was how awful his Jerry Bar- uh, Gerard Butler's American oh, yeah. accent was oh yeah is Jerry Butler the only dialogue coach in Hollywood <laughs> I think this is the question that bears asking yeah well there should be more Yeah, maybe this could be like a a spot for us (laughs) in Hollywood, Lucy. Um, I don't know that I could coach anybody on anything other than an Alberta accent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but Jerry Butler, I don't know. He needs to two thumbs down for Jerry Butler. Sorry, his career choice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then I don't know if you saw. The, any alternate casting that had been considered? No, I didn't, actually. So I found one. The okay. role of Nicole, the Jennifer Aniston role, initially uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was looked at to uh, star. Oh, really? Yeah, which, I mean, she's done a lot of romantic comedies, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I could picture it. I don't know that she would be any better than Jennifer Aniston. No. I would not have liked her in that role. Yeah. No, I honestly, I stand behind Christina Applegate. <laughs> yeah, like 200%. that's good. The only other person that I thought of, I thought of Mila Kunis. Oh, okay. Yeah, well. I could see that. Yeah, I thought of Mila Kunis. And you know who I almost cast as Milo? Who? Jack Black. No! Yeah. Initially, I had Jack Black and Christina Applegate. Because, you know, they've never worked together either. Okay. And I feel like that would be a fun, fun yeah. movie. Christina Applegate and Jack Black. Actually, yes. they. I would like to see them play Come off on. one another. Somebody do that. That would be amazing. But, yeah, I almost had Jack Black in that role because... He is so good at comedy. He is. And he's so good at physical comedy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he would have been such a, a good bumbling bounty hunter. <laughs> I like it. Oh, like, that would have been I love Jack Black. Spin. But then I was like, well, if they're trying to make it like the gorgeous 
couple movie, not that Jack Black's unattractive because he's not, but I was like, I'm going to pick Jerry O'Connell instead. Mm -hmm. Aesthetically, like if you're just looking at it aesthetically. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, the last thing that I wanted to mention was the soundtrack to this movie was assaultive. It was so brash and, like, in your face and loud and obnoxious. Yeah. Wow. But doesn't that, like, that kind of ties into my initial point where it was, like, everything was in your face. Well, yeah. Like Jennifer Aniston being sexy, everyone getting <laughs> punched in the nards. Like, <laughs> it's just like, why, like, why was everything so, like, obvious and, like, in your face? But yet, at the same time, you know what, maybe it was to counterbalance the complexity of so many storylines happening at yeah. once. I don't yeah. know. I don't, like, sometimes I feel like, comedies are like especially a lot of these romantic comedies are like that like it's almost you know they're trying to make it as simple as possible and it's like why it can be funny and and smart smart. yeah they really play to the lowest common denominator with a lot of them yeah yeah exactly that's a perfect way to describe it Mm -hmm. okay well do you have any other salient points (laughs) to make about the movie? I do not. Okay. Okay. So then we'll just take a quick break before we get to our final and favorite segment of the podcast. With PodPower, ATB is making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, we're giving a PodPower shout out to Book Women. Book Women is a podcast about editing, publishing, and writing Indigenous stories. Hosts Tanya Ball, Sheila LaRoque, and Kayla Larson are three Métis librarians representing nations from across the homeland. Now, they have banded together to chat books, culture, and anything else that comes up. Bookwomen was recently added to Indian and Cowboys Podcast Incubator Program for emerging voices that contribute positively to the Indigenous podcasting space. You can listen and find out more at bookwomenpodcast.ca. And now, back to the show. Okay, we're back, and it is time for the segment. Hold me close, young Tony Danza. It's time for Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza, the segment where we cast Tony Danza into one of the roles in this movie. So, Janet. Awesome. Yeah, where did you decide to cast Tony Danza? I was really happy that I was going to get to cast Tony Danza into this movie. Oh, I was so excited. So I cast him as Stuart. Oh, uh, which one is Stuart? The Jason Sudeikis role. Okay. Really? Okay. Yes, because I wanted Tony Danza to have a vital role Mm -hmm. in the movie. uh, And I wanted him, I felt that that was a good comedy role. Like that to me was the actual that was actual comedy that was in the movie. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was a really good role for, for Tony Danza because Tony Danza is great at comedy. He He's is. Awesome. So I saved it for Tony. Nice. Okay. The only thing I don't like about that is I don't want to see Tony Danza as a total creep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, see, the thing about that character, Stuart, was he was a creep. Yeah. Totally. But he wasn't like... 
I don't know. I didn't find him to be like a super offensive creep. Did you? Yeah, I really did. Oh, I really? mean, okay. yeah, Jennifer Aniston makes it crystal clear. She is like, I don't like you. We're not to get like she's using the simple, clear language and yeah. he will not back off. <laughs> no, no, he's yeah, he likes her too much. Yeah, yeah he is. He is creepy, but <laughs> I didn't find him like awfully creepy. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, but I, he I would have been funny. funny. Yeah. Yes. Tony Danza would have been perfect in that role. Okay. I think. Well. I decided to give him the lead. I cast him as Milo. Nice. Yeah. I would like to see him in the car chases and uh, like, well, I mean, I'd probably give him a different leading lady than Drew Barrymore. There's a bit of an age difference there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, I think that I'd like to see him, you know, having that conflictive chemistry with someone and yeah I I would just love to see him in the lead yeah that would have been good too Mm -hmm. I think for sure Uh, you know who we didn't mention but I really liked uh, Christine Baranski oh yes yeah she was really good in this I'm always happy when she shows up in a movie Mm -hmm. yeah and was she not like in a drag show basically (laughs) (laughs) yeah like she's just so she's so good. Yeah. She's always such a, a great whenever she's in an ensemble, it's just like she's just amazing. Mm-hmm. I love her. She was really funny. She was funny. Yeah. She's excellent. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, and then did you think that Gerard Butler was wearing a wig? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> there were times, not throughout the whole movie. But there would be moments where I'm like, that doesn't look like natural hair. You know, I think what happened with Gerard Butler's hair in this movie, I think it was the same thing that happened to Hayden Christensen's hair in Little Italy. <laughs> What's that? They, they dyed it too dark. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like Gerard Butler's, I don't think that's, that's obviously not his natural <laughs> I love that you thought it was a wig. That's so amazing. Um, I think it's just too dark. It's the hair dye because his hair probably was starting to go. He, he probably uh, had some white hair already at right. that point, and they dyed it. But they dyed it like way too dark. <laughs> Maybe that's it. But yeah, yeah, there were times where it certainly did not look like natural hair. Yeah, it was the it was the Hayden Christensen in Little Italy effect. <laughs> right. Where it's like, hey, we're gonna dye this character's hair like super dark. <laughs> and it's gonna look so manly and cool. <laughs> well, I mean in Hayden in, in Little Italy they're trying to make him look like I guess he's of like, Italian heritage. Right. So they dyed his hair super dark. Because, you know, there are no blonde Italians. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, don't you think Caden Christensen was like a 40-year-old playing a 20-year-old? Maybe he also was trying to cover up some grays. Yeah. You know what? Let Yeah, it's possible. But he also has light-colored hair. He does. He I does. feel like when your hair is light and you start to go white, it's much less noticeable than when you have that's like true. naturally dark hair. Yeah. So I think that that's what was going on with Gerard Butler's hair yeah. in this movie. Yeah. But maybe it was a wig. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? 
Now I need to look into if there was um like a wig budget or a, a wig master. <laughs> yeah, a wig master along with a dialogue coach. Yes. <laughs> maybe Jerry Butler has more than one job. Yeah, maybe Jerry Butler was also the wig master mm-hmm. on this movie as well, which would would make a lot of sense. <laughs> exactly. Would a lot of things. <laughs> Oh, no. Now I feel... I hope Jerry Butler does not listen to the podcast. (laughs) Well, I hope he is listening, actually. (laughs) Someone needs to tell him. Yeah. Get up your game, Jerry Butler. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I think we did a good job with this one. Yeah, so do I. I think we did a great job with the casting on this. Yeah, I definitely think we improved it. All we need is a little bit of punch-up. (laughs) <laughs> the writing and we've got ourselves a much better movie for sure <laughs> for next month we will be recasting another cameron crow film we did aloha a few months ago this time we're gonna do jerry Maguire, which has jerry o'connell in it <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah jerry Maguire. i feel like we're i don't know a lot of people like jerry Maguire. i mean i like jerry Maguire. i haven't seen it in a long time so i'm looking that's forward to rewatching. It. I don't think you're going to like it in 2020 the way you did back when you originally watched it. Yeah, you might be right. We'll see. But this was a listener pick. Is that right? Yes, that's right. We're uh, we're starting a new, we're going to be doing like a little series of listener picks. Yeah. So this will be our first one. All right. So we'll actually get into the details next month. Um, and... That's about it for us. Uh, on social media, you can find us on all the things at Repodcasting. And if you have any listener, uh, I shouldn't say that, if you have any suggestions for movies we should recast, um, you can email us at repodcasting at gmail.com. And that's about it for us. So thanks, Janet. Thanks, Lucia. <laughs> we'll see you next month. Bye. Bye.